my friends. We're just going. Why not? <laughs> There's no good reason not to. Oh, man. I want to edit in the uh, the can open sound later. Oh, yeah? Drinking. You want to just do the, do, it, do the clip? Oh, you can't. He's already <sighs> opened it. There's no reopening. Yeah. It's like being born again. Right. <laughs> There's no opening of your monster can of salvation once you've popped it open. Can't do it twice. Nope. We're recording this at 7.30 in the morning. <laughs> Mitchell and I have elected to try and get up early-er than expected. <laughs> Which is sounds like it's a process that actually has consistently been happening. This is the first day of us. <laughs> I already, here's the thing, man. I already wake up early. Yeah. I just don't get out of bed. Like there's, there's mm. no one to be accountable to it. Despite the fact that I love earliness because no one's around. Yeah. It's kind of contradictory. I mean, yesterday was brutal. Like there was a solid 20 minutes. I was headed to a, not a job interview, but like kind of the next step in a hiring process on a job. And I was sitting there just staring in the mirror after my shower and I was like, do I really need <laughs> this job? And like there are memes about that all the time. And like, it's a joke that like, you're like, Oh yeah, I do do that. I do sit there and wonder, you know, and you kind of game out what would happen if you miss class or whatever. But this one was seriously like convince me I need this job. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, I'm just going to go anyway. Yeah. And was it good? I mean, it was fine. It wasn't mind blowing. It was a 15 minute tour at 6am in the morning. Beautiful. So I was a little frustrated with that. I was like, this absolutely could have happened at a more humane hour. But the job won't be happening at humane hours. Right. So three to nine AM, baby. Uh, yeah. If it happens. If it happens. At all. Speaking of uh waking up for class, <laughs> we don't gotta do that no more. Yeah. Woo! Frick that, bro. <laughs> graduated more or less more or less yeah the I, I i keep on saying the spirit of my college education is over like oh, 100 my, my summer education is going to be reading a couple things and writing a couple papers but that is not class that is not college no not not at all so i'm done with school uh, in more broad and general terms it's weird to me like i was talking with our roommate farhad about this he's like i don't feel like i'm done until I get like the diploma holder in the mail, I, I'm, st- I'm yeah, like my mind is not out of it. That's funny. Like he even has his job. He actually just got uh, an offer from this job in New Jersey. Praise the Lord. Yeah. And he's gonna go work. And he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't feel like I'm done. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it's really weird because like I've been here for the last two months doing school anyway. So now it's just like feels like an off day from school. So yeah, until any kind of in-person stuff happens again to really shift the paradigm. Mm-hmm. This is going to be kind of a weird season, but it's also good. I mean, I was running around yesterday doing like three different things and answering questions and directing technical ministry mm-hmm. and our technological ministry. And I was like, this is sick. Directing technological it. ministry. Don't do this bit. I knew what you were going to do mean? I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> as soon as I said it, as soon as I said it, I'm like, watch this. He's going to hit me with a, uh, play dumb so i have to explain to the audience what's going on <laughs> um so, this entire podcast yeah. dude. Uh, <laughs> wait what do you mean your mom died what what's going on <laughs> uh so <laughs> caleb just waves his hands at me like this is all you chief i'm not touching this one um yeah i have been offered and accepted a role as director of technological ministry at hope covenant church which is pretty dope soap not gonna lie I'm I'm excited. The only thing that could be better about the situation is if I got more hours because I absolutely love working here. Yeah. Um obviously that's just not the way this scenario works out, which is a hundred percent fine. I am I'm not uh malcontent at all. I'm right. ju- I'm just that's the only way I, the stuff that I used to do that wasn't school was like the fun stuff. Like mm-hmm. the setting mm-hmm. up whatever and you know, lining things up for recording and editing things, like all oh, that was were the bright spots in a day outside of just school stuff. Yeah. Now that school's done and I just do this every day. It's like, wow, that's crazy. Is this my whole life now? If I choose my career correctly, that's crazy. At some point you'll get tired of it. I mean, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to enjoy the honeymoon for now. Oh, for sure. And then once I start working at UPS, I'll just hate my life. I was, I was thinking about that. Like if you're working warehouse from three to nine, 
Is that five days a week? Like, when do you do sleep and when do you do ministry? Uh, later than 9 a.m. and earlier. So to your first question, when do I do ministry? After 9 a.m. When do I do sleep? Before 3 a.m. That's like, I'm just going to have to go to bed earlier. Yeah. Which, I mean, I might be able to work it out with my employers to have certain days where I come in later. Sure. I have, yeah. I have a sense that the schedule is going to fluctuate, but I'm not sure. So, like, if uh, if I'm doing part of my role is to be helping with youth ministry. Yeah, totally. So, if I am doing, you know, youth group on a Wednesday night until, like, 10, that's only five hours until I clock in at UPS. Right. So, maybe there's a situation I can pull off where I am coming in at, like, 4.30 on a Wednesday or something like that and buy a little extra time. I mean, it's only six minutes from our apartment, the UPS place. Oh, nice. It's okay. just down Highway 10. You go out, like, past Grizz's place, mm-hmm. and then down the highway for, like, a mile, and then it's just Just there. there. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. It's kind of weird over there. It's not bad. It's just weird because there's just, like, a bunch of businesses all lined up on Highway 10. Really? With, like, no stoplights or anything. It's just you just get off on, like, country road exits, but instead of a country road, it's just a parking lot off of Highway 10. <laughs> And it's just that reality. For and then this is like there's the business. Yeah, there's there it is. Here's Dave and Buster's baby. It's uh, <laughs> it's like all old stuff, like fish and tackle shops, and mm. like yeah, it's it's really weird. I don't even remember all the businesses that are over there, but they're all like industrial stuff that would yeah. be weird to have in town. Yeah. So they're just all they're just right there <laughs> on the side of the highway. It's, it's quite a bit weird. So. Part of my heart as to why I wanted to record this particular episode on this particular day. It's May 17th. We're graduated, more or less. Um, I finished my degree. I'm done. I have my job. And I was originally going to try and scramble and find a place to live for the duration of June. And now we don't have to. We don't have to. I don't want to be pedantic, but today is May 13th, just so you know. Really? 17th is Sunday. Mm. But that is... I don't know how to read. That's okay. Back to talking about how we got our uh, yeah, lease extended. I just didn't want you to keep on <laughs> saying things. I didn't want you to sound dumb. No, I appreciate that. Yeah. I read the 7 in 7 a.m. as May 17th. <laughs> okay, so maybe you don't know how to read. <laughs> That's tough. Uh, yeah, Granite City, bless them, called me during one of my finals. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. hey, I, I don't want to do that. I was, I was writing one of my finals, too. Yeah, and I, I walked in and you were like... On the phone with them. Yeah. I was like, what's what's the move, Chief? And you look at me, and you're like, we're on the hook for June and July. And I was like, "What? why? Why would that happen? Yeah. And then you put it on speaker, and she was saying, you need to provide two months written. Written notice. Written notice. And I got angry and smart-assy, and I was like, you had 12 months notice. It's called a lease. <laughs> it goes till May. Final. <clears throat> However, on the lease itself, there was a clause. She highlighted it when yeah, she sent it to me. Literally on, <laughs> said on the piece of paper. Two months written notice, and then it's like how to leave the lease. You must provide two months written notice when you're going to leave. So I'm like, uh, cool. I need to finish my final, and then I'll call her back. I finished my final, and it, both Mitchell and I at the same time were like, this is not that bad. It's actually... It's actually pretty good. Yeah. Literally probably one of the better situations that could have come out of how I'm going to live somewhere in June. Like, praise the Lord. I was literally praying about it the day before. Because without this month of padding, so how it works out now, we're going to live there. We're going to pay June 1st. And then we're going to try and get them to re-rent in July, which is easy peasy because it's renter time. So we're, we're set. We're just up here. Said, yeah. We're vibing. And even if we do have to pay July rent, we all have big kid jobs that can handle that. Because mm-hmm. that rent is going to be still. Yeah. We're going to keep our same rate. Like, I'm looking at places, like one bedroom places, and I'm like, wow, I'm blessed with $265 of rent every month. Because <laughs> this is rough. Here's I mean, it's lot. fine, but it, it's, it's a little rough. Um, yeah. So, I mean, even if there's just. A dumbass tax on the last month, then I mean I'm okay with that. Uh, yeah, I'm, that's I was frustrated, and then like the part of me that could have been a lawyer, like eight percent of me that that has that, um, she, I saw I saw the pictures that she sent over, and I was like, well, 
there it is. That's the ball game. <laughs> there is really no getting around this. Yeah. <clears throat> and it just became like, what's the best solution now? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, we called all our roommates. They're like, yeah, we'd like an extra month of living in the same place and not having to move out in two weeks. Cool. Hard. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, beyond that, we've been at Hope Covenant another month, at least from the last episode. That's this is funny because I listened I actually hadn't listened to it un, in full straight through one time mm. until that time we listened to it last week. Oh yeah. Or earlier this whatever that was. Um Monday? I genuinely have no clue. I don't was. either. <laughs> um, I think it was last week, but anyway, uh, it was. I mean, I like the episode. It's probably one of my more favorite ones. Yeah, same. And the, at the end, you're doing this bit where it's like, check it out when we make another one in three weeks. <laughs> three weeks later, three weeks later, uh, we we are actually doing it again. Well, yeah, to be clear, I said, tune in next week where we procrastinate and release another episode in three weeks. So that's four weeks total by the language. And here we are. And here we are. (laughs) And also, there's like no way we could have done an episode. There's no way I could have brought any kind, even though it's 730 and I'm still like waking up. Right. I'm I'm like fully present. Like my full mind and heart is here versus... During school, there's literally no way that could have happened. Yeah, honestly. Like, I mean, I mentioned this yesterday when we were talking to the girls. Like, part of part of my realization coming out of academia is just how stunted I have been emotionally as a person. Like, I didn't really have a lot of time and space to feel what, what, I'm, what I'm feeling. And now that I don't have school hanging over my head, I'm just like, wow, I am... I'm hulking out right now. I'm always a little angry. Ear. Ear. It's not it's not a pleasant feeling. I'm not used to feeling this way. Yeah. I've I have like not to this is actually a funny pun off of the term hulking out, but like <laughs> it was actually like a kind of turning point in my relationship with my parents when they realized that I'm just always a little angry. Oh yeah. I'm like I'm like always three to five percent angry. <laughs> at, at all times. It's actually kind of a high number. It's kind of, I know. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> it's just like there. And then depending on the situation, that'll flare up or whatever. And so my dad was like, wait, Mitchell, I genuinely am asking this question. Like as your father wanting to understand you as the person you're growing into. Right. Right. Are you a little angry all the time? <laughs> and I was 14 or whatever. And I was like, honestly, yeah. He was like, Okay. My brain and heart doesn't operate that way, so I didn't even consider that as a possibility. I was like, wow. I get to be recognized as, like, my own person and stuff, which is not to cast the <laughs> shadow of my dad. My dad is a fantastic dad. But he he and I just had a huge disconnect in our relationship when we were kids. So yeah, that moment was like, oh, wow. Maybe I am literally just a little angry all the time. Actualized. <laughs> Validate Ed. Well, that's good. I think... That's a good parenting move as well, because as, agree with that, yeah. as soon as you're available, you're, you look at your children and be like, they are not exactly what I thought. Hey, are you this? Yes. <laughs> yes, father. Okay. All right. Dope. I accept what you said as reality and not what I thought. That's a good parenting move. Because at 14, there is no way that I could mean to <laughs> anticipate what type of person you are anymore. Right. And... Yeah, so academia is terrible. I don't recommend anybody go to school. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was really just going to sit that one out. I was just going to kind of let you go right. through this point. I was going to be like... Do you feel like you've learned the past four years? <laughs> uh, <laughs> just categorically, did I learn the last four years? Yeah, I think I I learned... Like, there's only been probably five or six classes that really gave me a learning experience that I didn't have before that I'm better off for having now. A bunch of the other ones yeah. were just, like, transfer of information. Can I, can I put information in you, and can you give it back to me on the final? Yes. That's that's the, like, American education model. Versus, like, 
my class with Derek Silvestri for television production was not about that. It was like, can I put information in you and can you turn it into product? Can you turn, can you turn it, it in, into TV? Into talent and TV, yeah. Yeah. And it was super exciting because then I was like, oh, sick, we're making something and I don't Hype. have to just hold this information for a semester. Dope. Because he would like give us a ton of information on a certain unit and we'd make something with the unit. And he'd go, okay, cool. That's all you'll need for that. And like everything was super compartmentalized in the units and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that class was great. Um, I really liked my independent study with Dr. Kevin Sharp this last semester, talking about the meaning of the Bible. And I pulled off a Bible scholar move and read like probably 50, 60 pages of super heavy meat eating Christian theology. Yeah, yeah. And then wrote 3,000 words on it, but I actually wrote like 3,250 and got an A in the class. And so, but that was fun because it was like literally just a book club for college credit. Yeah. Who just read the book, show up every week, drink coffee, talk about it for like an hour or an hour and a half. We've I both, didn't know that's how that operated. Yeah. That's so sick. We met at the Caribou in Atwood, the special Caribou. Rip by, Caribou. By Affinity Plus. Mm. And sit and talk loudly about apologetics and theology <laughs> and Christianity and the Bible and the meaning of the Bible and what's the differences between Yahweh and Elohim and mm. all kinds of stuff. And then I just wrote a paper for the last six weeks, but the last six weeks was actually literally the last day of finals week when it was due. Still got an A in the class. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord is right. I'm so glad to be done <laughs> with everything. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry for coughing on the recording. I appreciate the answer to your to that question though. Like there are probably five or six actual classes yeah. that felt like an out real learning experience. Now that I think about it, I'm like, there are classes that I learned, but I wasn't taught anything. Yeah. Like in the software engineering degree, we specifically have our senior project. You're not instructed in any way. You're just expected to make and create yeah. and learn. And I mean, you learn by doing it, which is really helpful. I think our senior project is a very important and unique facet to the degree here at Singlet State. I still love my degree with all my heart, but I'm glad that I'm not in it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Like with UTVS people there, I love all of them and miss all of them dearly. Yeah. And if I could do just UTVS, like if I had to do just UTVS for another year, I'd probably be okay with that. Yeah. More yeah. or less. At least way more okay with it than just doing school for another year. Yes. But also, like, I finally am okay with something ending. Like, <laughs> even, even though I'm okay with, with, like, most UTVS ending, I do wish I could have one more series of HP. That's, yeah. That's one, I want one more weekend in tape. But everything else is, like, I got exactly what I needed. Even though I really would have loved, like, a last show. And like, mm -hmm. you know, there's this moment where we always like recognize the seniors that are on that, on that show and like, like, you know, thank them for everything they've done for the, you know, on their last show. Yeah. yeah. So my last show was spent in the newsroom with Noah Cote, but making the show and telling everybody in the newsroom about the Enneagram and helping them all understand themselves a little better. Nice. The Thursday before spring break. Ah, yes. <laughs> Goodbye, UTVS. <laughs> yeah, dude. I was thinking about that. Like, so with crew. We met for crew, and it was, like, the last week before spring break. And then that was the last we'd ever see each other in person all at once. For the year, at for least. For the year. And even, like, Summer Connect, that's all going to be online come fall. What you called that? Summer Connect? Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. Like, we don't know in the fall if we're going to be online or in person. UW yeah. Eau Claire is already online for the fall. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, so all of a sudden, my last crew happened, and I didn't even know it. Yeah. And I remember the actual last proper crew I had, I kind of said a goodbye to everybody, and I wrote down everyone's name, and I, I've made specific effort to try and reach out to each individual person and, like, interact with them. Be yeah. like, hey, uh, thank you for the relationship that you've had with me by the Lord's hand. Yeah. It has been encouraging. I hope to see you in the future continuing to do the Lord's work type of thing. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's good. It's sad. Yeah. I'm, it's I'm so incredibly sad. sad. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Big sad. sad. Oh man. 
I wish I just like even last night, I'm like, I wish I could just just go up to their just place. Go up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, although that was kind of a vibe yesterday. That was really funny. Was yesterday, <laughs> I needed to pick up an instrument mm-hmm. from our friend Lauren, and uh, I don't want to go in their apartment just because. Yep. So uh, <laughs> they left the ukulele outside of the door. I went up there. I picked it up, Swiped went back it, downstairs, back. <laughs> and Mitchell and I uh, laid in the grass and looked up at their balcony and just— Which is on the like third story or fourth yeah, story. the fourth story, actually. Yeah. Just chatted. Had a good time. <laughs> Maddie was getting her hair dyed. Yeah. And kind of cut, I guess. Well, she w- cut it the other day. It was weird. <laughs> it was good. It's also very different from anything I've done before in a while. You know what else is really different from anything that people have done before for a while? Oh, no. Uh, telechurch. Telechurch. Virtual church. Vir- virch. <laughs> Virch. Virch? Virtual church. I feel like if I keep saying virch, I don't like that. I don't well, like that. Don't say it, dog. Okay. So what do you think of virch, Mitchell? There it is. Uh, <laughs> what do I think of it? Yeah. I mean, it's fine. It's not the real deal, and it never will be. Mm. And I don't think it can meaningfully expect to be the real deal. But it's. I see it as like the pursuit of providing the most meaningful something compared mm. to nothing, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. though it's not the main thing. Like yeah. The, 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 the best form of church virtual or otherwise is when we're doing it in person. <laughs> if it's also existing in a virtual space, cool, but church happens in person with other people. Yeah. And so when that can't happen, that's extra hard. Yeah. Those are my thoughts on virtual. I think this has been a great exercise in, humility and steadfastness for the church at least for me like i know when in previous season of life if i were to go virch and just watch a live stream from my bed i would feel okay but i wouldn't feel necessarily as filled up as i would be in person sure even though when i go in person to church a lot of the time i'm not super juiced to go socialize and stuff afterwards. I am. That's like one of the main reasons I used to go to church. Sure. Is like, but I'll see people. Okay. <laughs> that's fine. I'll go for it. I guess okay. since I can see people. Oh, hello. The Holy spirit working in my life through the service and the worship and the teaching. I'm here for my friend. Will <laughs> I'm here to say hi to it. Well, even like at Westwood that would happen. I'd be like, I don't want to go, but I want to say hi to Brian. So I'd show up like 20 minutes late to church and then the last song that I'd catch and Dave's sermon was always just absolute bars. And I was like, wow, I'm so glad I came to church today. (laughs) And I told Brian, he was like, yeah, man, showing up late, never made anybody less saved. Never made anybody who need to hear the gospel less. And I was like, wow, that is way too much truth for 10 in the morning, Brian. What are you doing? Too many smart Brian's. Too many Yes, there are too many smart Brian's in this world. I'm going to change my name to Brian and then gain 30 IQ points <laughs> immediately. Yeah, but you lose all your hair. Yeah, a, a good chunk. A good it, chunk. It goes in stages. I'm just thinking yeah. of all the Brian's I know. All the Brian's I know, they lose the, the crown here. Mm-hmm. The, the, I don't know what this is called. but The swirl, the like swirl, right near the swirl. The back swirl on top of the head. Lose that first. Then she thins up along the parts in the front top of the head. And then you just Brian Martin it and just. <laughs> it's all gone after that. Gone. <laughs> That's actually how my dad lost. Oh, you saw You opened a Snapchat yesterday from a guy named Brian, completely bald. Ooh. I don't remember. I think I. Oh, I opened a Snapchat from Brian, Fe- Brian Feltman of his baby. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Also, coincidentally, doesn't have a lot of hair on his head. Got it. Another <laughs> <laughs> Brian Jr. Zahasky, Brian Feltman, Brian the sequel, Attack of the Clones, baby version. Mm-hmm. That bit was so bad. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> I'll let you hang on it. No, I, I don't. I'll support hang you, on bro. It. I appreciate that. <laughs> appreciate that. I'm I'm firing from the hip on a lot right now. So what? Well, yeah, like previously. Tell a church, I'm like, 
I'm I'm glad I was able to participate. I'm glad I was able to participate in the message and the worship. And then I miss the community aspect. Although when I go to church, I'm less social. Like I'll sometimes go to church, be all up in it and then be like, okay with Jay chilling afterwards. A lot of times I just kind of want to go back home. However, now I don't think we like, we haven't been to an in-person church service in months. Several months. And that I don't feel like completely detrimental. I thought I would feel like very devastated for lacking community and very devastated for not being in the building. Yeah. I think that's a little bit of a fallacy on my heart where it's like, I'm not in the church building with other people. Therefore it will, it will make me feel worse. Um, I, I, I think fallacy also is a little strong there, even though I do understand the spirit of what you're saying. And I, I think there's truth to it. Sure. I, I don't think it's, that's a like a fallacious statement necessarily. Okay. I just think I I think what you're what you're I've what I hear you saying is like the kind of the underpinnings of that are not necessarily true mm. in the mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. But I just like fallacy for me at least is like automatically full of it and, oh, okay. and not yeah, yeah. not true. And I'm like, well, no, no, there's 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 some facts there. I mean, every good fallacy has some truth to it. Uh. That's literally a fallacy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, Every good lie. That's been weird for me is because like doing Hope Live is a lot like a TV show for me. Mm. It's the very same part of my mind and heart that happens with it. Yeah. Um, not exactly the same, but very much the same, especially like when you're in the cockpit and I'm just kind of roaming and making sure things don't light on fire. Yeah. Then I get almost bored because I'm like, okay, everything's going right. And then I sit and like vibe, mm-hmm. but I'm not like in the worship necessarily. Oh, or you're, like, you're in, not like in church. Not in church, right? I mean, uh, Waymaker on Sunday had me worshiping though. That was a good one. That was a good song. Props uh, to Rachel. Good pro- song choice. Good choice, Rachel. You are a capable and very talented worship director. Yeah. Can we pause person. for a second? Yeah, and just uh, gas up Rachel Lassen for That's what I'm saying. <laughs> this woman. Right. Wonderful youth ministry. Wonderful heart for the people in the city and in this community. Yep. Very much an inspiration to me on how to be available and how to be humble when interacting with people in a congregation that is very diverse here. Yeah. Like I am in awe a lot of the time with how genuine she is. Mm, I agree. (laughs) I think that for me, it's very much a like, like little brother, older sister type of relationship. And I naturally lead with my head mm-hmm. and then my heart comes along behind and informs as it goes. Yeah. And Rachel is very much the other way around where she like leads with her heart and has a bunch of ideas and just kind of like jumps at everything a little bit. And then, and that's not to say she does so like blindly or like, like she's not just stupidly running into things. No, but no, she, no. she naturally goes for something because it sounds like fun or it would emotionally boost a situation or whatever. And then, her head will come along after that and kind of inform them. So there's like, that's kind of a phase one, phase two. Anytime <laughs> you're brainstorming with Rachel, she'll be like, or we could paint the whole sanctuary green and do a black light night. And, and you're like, what? Uh, and then she's like, actually, now that I think about it, maybe not. I'm like, that's okay. It was a good idea. It was a fantastic idea. And she helps me stay loose. Because mm-hmm. I'll be like, no, it doesn't make sense. It's not good for the, it's not. It, <laughs> and then she's like, but bro, we're literally just here to like, worship and minister and you don't need to stick inside of an equation to do that and well i would never say that statement that you need to right it's also like a good reminder yeah so shout out rachel lassen shout out rachel lassen i think that has definitely been a there there have been many hard times in this season of covid and one of which is like doing school on its own is hard now that I'm out of it. I can just see how dummy difficult that was. It wasn't necessarily all the way good for me all the time. Yeah, I on that point, I think it was hard to switch gears. But the last two weeks, like well, the last official week and then the week of finals, was just me and Raw get it done 
homeschooler mode that I finally found again. Ah. So I was like, ah, the pile. <laughs> Let's start killing the pile. And then I just would take things off the pile, which is exactly how my school was as a kid. My mom would give me a weekly pile of work. Oh. And I just had to do it. So. You know, that's actually, it's a very agile method of doing things. Um, using my degree that I've earned. Nice, <laughs> Because, like, if I were to do this joke, it'd be like super ignorant. Like, that's a very JavaScript way to do that. <laughs> literal, literal nonsense. Uh, you know, see what you're bringing into it is much not, more of a it's C not sharp as reality. nonsense as it would sound. There's, I'm not going to get into it. Okay. Okay. I'm getting, that's a very agile way to do it. Because, like, for example, our senior project that I was doing, like, we worked best in one week increments of time. Yeah. Like every week we'd plan out, all right, boom, this is what needs to be done. We assign one task per person and then usually one or two extra tasks that as soon as someone finishes, they jump on. Easy. Easy game. And then like every week we'd be able to deliver something to Dr. Omar. I like that system more so than our two-week system. Our two-week system is like you, you're ramping up to present and you present and then you're like lackadaisical for the, all the way up until like maybe the first week. And it's just this huge rhythm of up and down instead yeah. of a consistent work. Now, maybe that's just a point of maturity for me. I mean, it, uh, so I, I, uh, cool. Two episodes in a row where just my entire prefrontal cortex just falls apart. Um, I think that more maturity can solve a lot of things. And in that situation, it very well might solve that. Sure. But I also think that like just based on natural human productivity, you got to not give it just a wide open field to run into and a lot yeah. more of like something to shoot at. So the pressure of one week, well, cause like, so when I was in high school, I used to think in days, like really? day was my standard unit of time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this day I have to do this, this day I have to do that. And then in college I was thinking in weeks. Yep. You know what yep. I mean? And so like, yeah, I don't know quite how to explain that, but like, so with weeks, if I have two weeks, that's two units of time. Yeah. One of which where I don't have to worry about anything. <laughs> and then one of which the I do. one where I get to be incredibly worried about everything. Yeah. And if I were a more productive person, I wouldn't probably. Right. But for me, sticking to a week to week deadline is a lot better. Yeah. Because then I don't get to run away from it. So, which is also, you know, part of, part of my upbringing right there. Yeah. With the week to week thing. So I think part of, part of this season that's been hard is like, academia especially online academia in and of itself is tiring though very rewarding i don't want to discount that i feel like yeah i've i've i have had a lot of meaningful fulfillment through academia not as much as working in ministry for the past two months but a lot of meaningful fulfillment um that's facts but a great thing as weird as it seems that uh has come out of this season is that like i've gotten to know you a lot better I've gotten to know this church a lot better. Yeah. I've gotten to do meaningful activity for the glory of God really without a lot of other things crowding my headspace. Like it's, it was always wonderful to have my Wednesdays at crew be so sacred. Yeah. Where from 3 PM to 10 PM I'm off, crew I'm time. off the grid. Yeah. I'm in crew mode. It was kind of cute. Cause like I, I got home on a Wednesday at like four one day. Yeah. And I was like, is Caleb around? He's like, no, he's just still on campus. I'm like, oh, that's right. What's he up to? I just had a brain fart. And, forgot <laughs> happened. and he's like, oh, it's his crew day. And I was like, damn, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of cool. This man's gone. It's just, he's off. Yep. Goodbye. <laughs> that's, that's like yesterday. Okay. Yesterday is an example of why this season's dope for me. Mm-hmm. I, okay. So getting up at six, not as dope, even though I'm getting used to that, but still. It's it's worth it. It's, I promise. I feel kind of worth it. I just also feel like I'm just babbling. Like I don't feel like this podcast is as tight as I want it to be. We call that. We'll put that in the personal insecurity about content that I create and attach my voice to. Box. That's fair. Anyway, yesterday I came in, started doing technology stuff, and like installing things, moving components around, ordering stuff. And then I had a two and a half hour meeting with you and Rachel and Brian. <laughs> I was only there for like 30 minutes, yeah. man. <laughs> I mean, no, you were there for a solid hour and a half. You got there like two. Really? Yeah. Right. When did we get done? 3.30. I got there at 1.30. You got there at 1.30? Yeah. Okay. There you go. See what I'm saying? 
I was in there at one. I was playing on my phone for a lot of it. Though. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I saw. Anyway, it was like, it's just a really good meeting with like a lot of good discussion about stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I had plans to go hang out with a friend in the afternoon, but so I was like a little stressed about that, but sure. still it was like, this is dope. This is my job. It's just to sit here and talk with these people about how to run the ministry. Yeah. And then they always be like, I don't know if we can get hope live out. And I'm like, Oh yeah, we can, we can do this. We got it. Oh, it's we totally It's going to be it. good. And then next week. Yeah. Next week is going to be a big week because we have to go to the stage mm-hmm. and I got to figure out which town I'm going to be in. And <laughs> things are going to be kind of dicey, but I think, um, yeah, I'm so excited for next week. We get to move from our current. No one can see me. We get to move from our current studio one, a studio one, a if you've watched hope live or you watched Caleb's sermon on crew. Oh my God. That's, <laughs> that's the set that we shot on. Yeah. We, uh, cute little pallets nailed together. It's a wonderful set. This has actually done very well. It served us well for sure. Yeah. We get one more week here and then we're going back to the big stage. Yeah. You excited? Uh, right this second? No. Just because <laughs> of everything that has to happen. Like I have to figure out a lot for how this infrastructure is going to hold up. Sure. Also, it'll be fine. But right now... I'm just a little worried about how everything's going to shake out, but also it'll, it'll be okay. Yeah. I'm here. You're here. Patrick will be here. That is helpful. Yeah. Bless the Lord for Patrick. Big facts. Patrick Hoy. Yep. Big sound man coming in clutch. Literally any sound issue. That's what I'm saying. Like we joke, <laughs> we joke about like, this is the same way that I shrug off when people are like, Oh, you guys are just awesome. You guys have like just this video magic. I'm like, no, we're literally just problem solvers. We just know what to do. And then I watch Patrick do sound stuff. I'm like, Patrick, you're magic. Patrick, you're absolutely <laughs> magic. And he's like, what do you mean? I just come in and, and do, s-. I'm trying to replicate his like deeper voice. I'm not trying to mock him, but he, he <laughs> is that, are you sure? I, 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 I told you what my intent was, okay. what my actual <laughs> effect was. I, I accept responsibility for that too, but I'm literally just trying to mimic dude's voice. He, but it's like, Patrick, there's this weird, whatever, like literally any issue. He's like, oh, okay. That's so things to do on a podcast. Things not to do on a podcast. Chapter one. Uh huh. Don't RKO your mic stand with your elbow. Yep. Cause it messes up the recording quality. Uh, maybe a little. Someone make a note. Thank you. So I can throw literally anything at him. He's like, oh, that's just over in the, and click, 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 bang, done. And seemingly before I even get the sentence out of my mouth, he's like, oh yeah, that was just a noise gate compiler on the interface reload. Or like just, uh, he says things. I'm like, words. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Cool. I'm going to help us see what's happening. (laughs) And I'll tell you if I can't hear something and we're just going to figure this out, which is what the dynamic is going to be for like, the next year anyway year year i have e- job for a year year until june 1 2021 at which point we will ascertain what next moves are for potential rehiring under the same circumstances new circumstances or if it is time to part ways mm. but year whack so now that you're in this seat what would you say to the Mitchell who was deliberating where to go a month ago or so? Mm. Or rather, I guess you're here now. We're on May 13th. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, literally a month ago, Mitchell was like, I don't know what to do, man. I don't know where to go. What would you say to someone in that position now that you're in this position? I feel like I just drunk stumbled my way here. Like, I don't feel like I deserve <laughs> to drunk be where stumbled I, your not really, but not, not okay. So drunk stumbled. Don't worry about the alcohol part of that, but more so just like every little tiny breadcrumb was just, just there. And I didn't worry about all the, all the whole trail. I was just like, Oh yeah, this seems like the right thing to do. So like Rachel 
asked me what I think of the idea of employment. I'm like, yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. And then they proposed the type of job with no specifics. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds cool. And like, it just, it keeps on going into the point where I work here now. Like I knew what I was doing most of the way, but right. Right. It wasn't, it wasn't literally like you were just blindfolded following breadcrumbs. Like I have job now. Well, the thing is like, I didn't really have to make a whole lot of hard decisions because Fox nine still, this is, this is kind of bad. I got to talk with them still, but Fox nine just kind of disappeared on me a little bit. Yeah. They were, they were like, Hey, we haven't, they, I mean, they, they sent me an email saying they haven't forgotten about me, but they also in the interview said they want to move with haste. And then I didn't get any correspondence from them for like three weeks. So in that opening up time, I feel like that was a lot of God saying like, Hey man, I'm holding this off. It's for you to choose from these options that I've left for you, which are hope. Yeah. And I feel like right now is a good spot to be. I mean, I was talking with Derek yesterday on the phone and he was kind of just kicking the tires on my argument and like challenging me a little bit about it. Oh, for being at hope. Yeah. Ooh. And it, it was good. It was good. Cause I had to actually like defend my spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was like, it's going to look weird when you have a year missing off your resume. If you go back into TV next year and I'm like, yeah. Okay. And he's like, just, I'm just saying, if I'm hiring, and this is me being genuine, if I'm hiring and there's somebody who didn't do TV for a year because they weren't sure if they liked it applying for a position versus somebody who is coming out of college that really wants a spot or something like sure. that, it could paint an image that you actually don't care about TV as much as I know you do. And I'm like, yeah, true. He doesn't know that I've like, I literally work here. I just have told him I have a job. So, oh, you haven't told him that your job is literally using all your TV skills. And also I told him that I haven't told him that I like officially have started work. Like Ah, I'm I'm not getting out of it. Um, (laughs) No backing out, baby. Yeah. So he and I were just talking about it. And I told him that like why I I don't care for news as much right now. Right now. Just because it's like the, the power that news and journalism has is huge. Yeah. But right now. I just don't see it as being able to like just in the, 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 the economy of how TV news works is you have to do news that people want to watch so that you can make your, your, uh, your airtime valuable for advertisers because the more people watch your TV, the more valuable it is for advertisers. Yes. Which is why every network is Rona all the time right now, because that's all the people want to keep an eye on when they turn on the news. More or less. More or less. What's well, what most people tune in for? At tune least. in for it. Yeah. And so it's coronavirus all the time, and then it's good ad space, and the TV stations have to do that to stay alive. It's just part of the way the food chain works. But I don't want to work in that. I feel like there's more. There, there, there should be more news to do. But the world is also just shut down because of Corona, so there's not a lot of other news to do. So. I just don't want to go into news right now. And then Derek was like, honestly, now that I think about it in an interview in a year, you could say with Corona, everything was changing and I had to figure something out that that would help me do what I needed to do right then. I still want to do TV. I still did media production stuff. It wasn't television news. So like, for example, if the Vikings call, If, well, not the Vikings, if Fox Sports calls in the fall, assuming there is an NFL season in the fall, and asked me to, uh, yikes, yeah, and asked me to do statistics like I did last season, yeah, I'm 100% gonna say yes. Oh, for sure. That's that's an opportunity I just, I'm not gonna turn down. And so that's like, that's a television thing I'm gonna try to do. And if there's other TV stuff that pops up, I'll do that too. But mm-hmm. I'm also just going to kind of enjoy a little bit of a sabbatical from, from raw TV and just do what we're doing here. Yeah. And then see what happens and see where we go. The infrastructure we're building, I don't really know what it's going to look like in a year as far as what we're building or what the personnel is going to look like to handle it in a year. Like for whoever might replace me or do that job or whatever. So... I don't really know. I'm looking someone up right now. He was someone I worked with back at Optum. Um, he originally was 
some sort of church staff. I think he was a preacher, maybe. Um, yeah, his name is Eric Rodden. And now he's the man who MCs like every Optum event, specific, also specifically with regards to TDP, but just a lot of like, we need someone who can be up on stage and talk to a lot of people at once and be impassioned and actually care about our mission. Yeah. They hired him. Like before he was talking man of Optum, he was a preacher and he worked at a church. Right. Those are transferable skills. Yeah. Like um, the VP of advanced technology at United Health Group uh, was on crew staff for seven or eight years. His name is Charlie Schaller. I met him too. Yeah. Like he did crew staff for X years and now he's been at UHG for X years. And something he said, which still applies here, is like the more and more I did full-time ministry, the more it felt like working in like the industry. And the more I participate in industry with a correct heart, the more it feels like full-time ministry. Hey, yo. Hey. <laughs> Get him. And I, I totally hope it looks that way for me. I'm a little afraid to be honest. Like I'm glad and I'm, I'm, I'm really happy for you that you have this job. Part of me still wonders if it would have been the smart choice for me to also jump on board with a ministry as opposed to go to where I'm going in June. I don't know though. Yeah. I don't, I think it's, well, it's obviously not easy and that's no big newsflash to you or anybody that choosing what you're going to do both in the immediate and the larger direction of what you're going to do out of college is like that's really hard to it even is. really fathom much less make a decision about right um so i think like there's grace for being afraid and <laughs> and doubting what you're doing um, huh? i mean thomas was we literally didn't believe that Jesus had been resurrected until <laughs> he's the he characterization of doubt. <laughs> he's, that's what I'm saying. He, he he's called doubting Thomas because he needed to put his hand into Christ's wound to make sure that it was legit, <laughs> which I can empathize with because I'm like, there's no way this is a real thing. Yeah, totally. And so I'm just saying that like doubt is part of the Christian experience, I guess it's a kind of a broad, whatever term, but the Christian experience, but, <laughs> but in general, I think that there's, there's room for that. And I also think that, uh, something actually my brother pointed out to me was that it's not mutually exclusive. And I know you know that, but like working at wherever you're going to work, yeah, both now and in the future and doing ministry are not necessarily mutually exclusive. They're like one, yet while you may just do one to help you do the other, <laughs> right? You may just earn money to be able to live in a place where you can do ministry. Yeah. Or you work in such a place that is your ministry, then you also do other, whatever, you know, like those, it's not one or the other necessarily. I mean, you can live a life and have a kind of heart that's one or the other, but from the outset circumstances, those aren't necessarily you know, diametrically opposed. Well, that's true. I guess my fear lies in like, so I still don't know where I'm going to live come July. Same and yeah. <laughs> and uh, if anybody's got an apartment, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. If anybody's got a first bedroom apartment, got a one bed apartment in St. Cloud, just sitting around that they know exists. Bang. I feel like one of our friends is a storage locker that you could you know, plug in some space heaters. All you. you could ride your bike for exercise and charge up your generator. It's all you. <laughs> um, yeah, come July 1st and even maybe before because I start June 22nd. I don't know where I'm going to live. Yeah. And where I live is pretty, like, impactful on how my work experience is going to go and how my ministry experience is going to go. Yep. Because as much as I've wanted to <laughs> extradite myself out of St. Cloud for the past two years, <laughs> now that it's over, I don't want to leave as fast. 
that is a huge blessing that I stumbled into. <laughs> it's like, now that this is done, I'm like, oh, I actually kind of like St. Cloud. This is our, oh, wait, I get to work here for a year? Hype. Dope. It's just cool because, like, my brother's in town for another year, and I really am happy to be near him. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Dude. Mint. Right? <laughs> uh, like, a lot of the people that I have helped or that, that I've been blessed with a chance to pour into, like, both the UTVS and then... Okay, pour into pour into is a thing at UTVS because of my leadership role. Sure, and outside right. of UTVS, just been able to partner. be one half, yeah, partner, be one half of the iron sharpening iron type of relationship. <laughs> like the, a lot of those people graduate in this next year that I'm working here. Yeah, so it's going to be cool to be around them and to still be a part of their lives for a bit and not just come back for graduation. And be like, hey, man, a year ago that was a lot of fun because I'm going to have a hard time like connecting to those people. When I'm away from them so much. Yeah. Versus being around and in person. Also, I think there's a big ministry aspect with my brother going on because he said at the end of the day that I'm literally like his only true friend that he hangs out with consistently. I'm like, damn, bro. In St. Cloud, probably, yeah. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> that's a lot of that's a lot of weight to carry. I'll keep you safe. I'll earn your <laughs> You don't have to earn his love, bro. You got the same last name. That's not even that's not even how that works. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyways, right. I'm a little, yeah, I'm a little, I don't think jealous is the right word. I am, I am indeed longing for more time. And as much as coronavirus has stunted the ability to spend time with the people that I love who are still here, it has given me a greater appreciation for the time I do get to spend. Yeah. Like, we said this yesterday. If it wasn't Verona, I would not lie down on the grass and stare up at the fourth story and talk to people. No. That, that'd be dumb. It's also the most fun I've had, like, in the yeah. last 10 days, <laughs> at least. Like, I I now more so cherish each moment I get with the people I'm going to leave. Yeah. And it's nice. I, I was talking with Kara about this the other day. I'm so cool with change. Like, I'm good with it. Not everyone is like that. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty cool with flying by the seat of my pants and letting thing letting things go as they do. But so like I, I've been pretty not resigned, but I've been okay with leaving this environment for a bit. Yeah. And now that I am, it's like, all right, I feel okay. And sad. <laughs> also feelings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel that I I've always said I'm good with change. I think we we were talking about this a, a couple of weeks ago, but yeah, I uh, I have refined that terminology. I'm okay with making a move. Mm. Like I'm okay with if it's literally moving somewhere, or like I'm okay when it's lot a lot of my agency being infused into the change. Yeah, but when change happens to me, I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm gonna lock in. I'm gonna put my foot in the ground. We're not gonna move. We're not gonna change. It's no, not no, gonna... no, no, no. And then it's it's usually God being like, come on, dummy, come on, small sheep, human brain, <laughs> come with me. And I'm like, but. And then, I mean, here I am in this job that I love way more than I would love a TV job right now. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Damn. This man actually said this he'd man, love this, this job. This man just laid it down like that. That's crazy. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I. We're sitting at 55 minutes, by the way. I'm I'm feeling it winding down on my side. Beautiful. Um, I would just like to say before we uh, get into the sign out <laughs> that if any of you want to keep in contact with me or Mitchell post our graduation, I mean, certainly he'll still be around. Yeah. I'll try to be around as much as feasible, but it won't look the same. No. Uh, hit us up at Kale Cop. All socials. Oh, literally everything. Got it unlocked. That's clean. It's clean. <laughs> clean. Uh, at this man edits. Oh, don't don't <laughs> reach out to me for personal interaction on this man edits. It's literally <laughs> just where videos go. 
I'm around. I have like four different emails you can reach reach me at. A lot of people listening to this have my number anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, reach out both for just personal connection mm-hmm. and also for podcast things if you wish. Oh, totally. Yeah, uh, our best our best episode. Now that I think about it, it's honestly our best episode was motivated by Orla. Orla had a fantastic question. That was full of nuance and difficulty. So please send us more questions. Send us more really hard questions that don't have a right answer. Yeah. So then we can sit here and just talk about how much of a right answer we don't have. (laughs) Bars. That's the covenant, baby. Oh, wow. Oh, you're not wrong. That's true. Am I not wrong? I don't think you're wrong. (laughs) Sometimes it's hard to find the right answer outside of just saying that God is the right answer. Something that really struck me. This morning when I was doing my devotional, not particularly a verse, but uh, the Bible app, in case y'all don't know, started having cute little Snapchat story looking content every day. What? And it's different. What? And it's all really nice to actually read in the morning. Wow. It takes like 10 minutes. That's dope. Uh, part of the devotional this morning was talking about serving. So like Matthew twenty twenty eight, son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. It's also a verse in Mark. But the devo about that was many times people end up at churches thinking that everything that happens there is for them. This is an immature way of viewing church. When God begins to change your life, you quickly realize he was never a consumer and didn't mean for you to be either. Oof. Christians who have been in church for years are not often at church to wash someone's feet. They're just there to eat. <laughs> Jeez. And that's fine, but you can't do that and claim to follow Jesus. <laughs> to follow Jesus, we must do what he did. Is this your boy Tim? And what he did was serve. No, this is just this someone is just who wrote this devotional. This is just some really talented staff writer on <laughs> the Bible app. His consistent message, as we'll read in these next few passages, was not one of self promotion or pride, but of servanthood and humility. Jesus served, and we follow Jesus. That's why we serve. Bars. Bars. That's. <laughs> <laughs> that's the biggest bars. And that's really been helpful for me because literally just yesterday, I'm like, God, what am I supposed to do? I'm graduated. I don't start till the end of June, my job. I have a gap. I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. And the answer to that is continue to serve. It's continue to serve in whatever capacity I'm able to because now I have the time. Now I have the time to meet up with as many people as I would realistically want to. Not in person. You can also wander into a meeting that feels like it went half an hour when it actually went like two and a half hours. And it was very fulfilling, even though I was playing games. The whole <laughs> time. I kept on looking over you for like whatever, just like our whole nonverbal mm-hmm. kind of checks that we do during conversations, and you're just playing Raid Shadow Legends. Just <laughs> <laughs> it's not Raid Shadow Legends. It's not Raid It's Dota Shadow Heroes. Not too far off. Okay, cool. <laughs> I, was, I was shooting all the way in the dark, and I was like, "This might nope be that, wrong." It's pretty. It's pretty clear. It's but pretty, yeah, like that's my, a pretty JavaScript way to work, honestly. <laughs> Comedy comes in threes. You got one more in you. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> Just episode forty-five. <laughs> so yeah, honestly, the idea of having a kid is really weird now. But like, you know, dude, that's a pretty JavaScript way to think about it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> ooh, it's early. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so this season of life for me, I guess, is is, is serving, and yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. I don't know what that's going to look like, but I know that I need to faithfully keep my time open to servitude and not just fill it with Dota Underlords. Damn. <laughs> Dota Underlords is literally like the same. <laughs> it's the same kind of thing. Single syllable brand. Uh. <laughs> Three syllable medieval RPG word. Kinda. Shadow Legends. Shadow. That's four syllables. Shadow Legends. Raid Shadow Legends. Start now should for we, free. Should we name this episode? Sponsored by Raid Shadow. No, just Raid. Raid. Colon. That's a pretty JavaScript way to work. I think we Period. would do that. Yeah, totally. I'll let you type it out and I'll let you post it. I don't like how this got pivoted <laughs> back onto me. Sweet. I want to shoot from the Shadow Legends. I don't want to. <laughs> Well, sorry. Thanks for t- hey. There's right. grace for that. There's thanks for tuning in. Um, keep keep 
keep on our socials. Keep in touch. We will attempt to record at least once a week. And unless that's news to you. That's fine. You're cool. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad we had this discussion in front of everybody. (laughs) We'll try to record at least once a week. Thanks for tuning in. When it comes to outros, this is how you do it. It. It's my line. It's my line.